0: Good morning, my name is Jay Rosenthal, and I am the co-founder and president of The Business of Cannabis. This is BOC Live for Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. Black Lives Matter. If you don't understand this yet, please read the New York Times breakdown of what happened to Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta on Friday night. He fell asleep in line at a Wendy's. And if you live in Canada, do not be complacent about violent policing. Look no further than Chief Alan Adam this week. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the Business of Cannabis since 2017 through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as real-world and virtual events. We've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. As a reminder, all BFC Lives uh, are available via podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast if you are listening right now. It helps do what we do. In a few moments, we'll be joined for a conversation uh, by Kristen Nichols, the editor of Hemp Industry Daily, about their upcoming Hemp Industry Daily Conference Direct. So check that out in a few moments. But first, today's benchmark updates from our friends at Cannabis Benchmarks. This week, the Canada Cannabis Spot Index examines the new report from the Ontario Cannabis Store, which detailed the developments of the province's legal cannabis market from April 1st, 2019 through March 31st, 2020. The report affirms many of the themes that Cannabis Benchmarks has been talking about for a long time. Canada's illegal market remains robust, especially in Ontario, where the rollout of legal cannabis retail locations brick and mortar has been slow. The Ontario Cannabis Store estimates that the legal market accounted for only about one-fifth Uh, about a fifth of all cannabis commerce in the province in the fourth quarter of 2019. The build out of physical retail presence is key to growing the legal Canadian cannabis market. As we know, even though Ontario only had about 50 licensed stores opened at the end of the period of discussion. So, At the end of March 31st, 2020, revenue generated at these retailers made up of over 80% of all legal sales in the province, with the rest coming from the online store, which is the Ontario Cannabis Store. Overall, Ontario's legal cannabis market has significant room for growth, obviously, which we know, which should be uh, stimulated by additional stores opening and the continued rollout of cannabis 2.0 products. Stay tuned for our Cannabis Benchmarks newsletter every Tuesday. Tomorrow, Liz Stahra, uh, who is the co-founder and president of BDSA, will share our weekly insights update, both via newsletter and through BFC Live. Thursday, we will have our job of the week. As well, we will be joined by Alison McMahon from our partner at Cannabis at Work. Friday, we'll be doing a deep dive into cannabis insurance with Mert Guler of PRL. Uh, and also on Friday, we have a lunch learn with Neil Morota, the president and CEO of Indiva, Think Bang Chocolates, want Gummies here in Canada, all things Cannabis 2.0, and their Q1 financials that they released last week. On June 22nd, Monday, uh, Cannabis Forward, we are going to re-engage in our networking and education uh, programming virtually. Our friends from Alberta will be presenting this uh, with sponsorship from our friends at Robic, which is a law firm in Montreal. We'll be talking supply chain, productivity, and revenue. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as on our website, businessofcannabis.ca, where you can sign up for those aforementioned events. Thank you to our ongoing partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, can Delta, and BDSA for their ongoing support of Business of Cannabis. And newly announced last week, we are now protected by our friends at Alcit and that they are an IT consulting firm. Now, here is our BFC Live conversation with Kristen Nichols, the editor of Hemp Industry Daily. Enjoy. Kristen Nichols, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, You have a busy month coming up. You are getting prepared for an event, the Hemp Industry Daily Conference Direct, obviously a virtual event happening June 29th through July 1st. Tell us what you are looking forward to, aside from sort of connecting with everybody in the industry.
1: Yeah, I'm really just looking forward to hearing from folks. Uh, We've had this show in June, which as uh, you probably know, not a great time. For people putting plants in the ground outside. Uh, so, I'm actually kind of looking forward to maybe seeing some more uh, growers and folks with, uh, you know, usually with their hands in the dirt this time of year, getting off the tractor, taking just a little break and telling us a little bit about what they're seeing this season. There is so much interest in where the hemp industry heads this second full year of legalization. So, I'm really kind of excited just to talk to folks at this time of year because if you cover agriculture, you know that from about May to October or later. Good luck finding a farmer on the phone. So I'm right,
0: gonna... but but that's why it's I mean. So so the virtual component may be a, a real blessing. You may get people sort of on tractors and in fields tuning in. Exactly. Uh, and you'll 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 I can imagine people's phones will be on, but sort of shooting straight up at the sky as they actually do work. But what like in the terms of the you know this is year two sort of post farm bill. Like, what, is there a normalization happening in the hemp industry, or is it still? Um, chaos upon chaos with jurisdictions, you know, not getting along, I guess.
1: (laughs) It's a little bit of both. Uh, uh, Just about a week ago, Politico uh, had a headline that like hemp was supposed to save agriculture, but it's been a bust. Um, So it's easy to say, oh, wah-wah, a lot of folks had trouble last year, both trouble getting a crop in and trouble selling their crop. So there is thought that there's going to be less hemp production this year, and I think there will be less. However, There are still exciting opportunities. We're seeing a lot of folks still putting uh, hemp in the ground. Uh, In the state of Michigan, for example, just last week they said, okay, uh, half the crop, half the hemp last year that we grew still isn't sold. And this year we're gonna have more hemp than last year. So I think there's real opportunity. Hemp is not in a vacuum. Um, It's always compared to other commodity crops. So what happens in corn, wheat, soy affects hemp. So I think we're going to have a very exciting year, but still a lot of uncertainty. This is the big year when these state-by-state pilots expire. This is the last summer Uh, anybody can be operating under what they call a 2014 pilot program. Starting this fall, uh, the USDA, the feds take over. So a lot of uncertainty, still a scary time for folks, but it's an exciting time too with a lot of opportunity.
0: And folks that are going to be attending, I, I saw one person that I know very well, Jonathan Havens will be speaking, I think on the first day from uh, law firm, um, uh, Saul Ewing, Ernst Dean and Lair, but, but like, what are you looking forward to hearing specifically sort of as part of the three days, anybody sort of strike your fancy as like, I'm going to make sure I don't miss that.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, I'm doing a fireside chat with a guy, Jackson Garth, who's in Georgia, and it has lined up a lot of growers and put smokable hemp products in mainstream convenience stores. These are big gas stations that folks in the Southeast see all the time. I am really interested to find out more about smokable hemp and here's why. I remember years ago interviewing somebody about smokable hemp and I said he was talking about it in Switzerland and I was like that is that's never going to catch on here. I mean that seems so European like you know, Sherlock Holmes in front of a fireplace, who would smoke hemp? (laughs) And sure enough, it's turned into a huge thing. I don't really get it though. If it's just kind of a proxy for marijuana or a tobacco replacement and how to get those products in convenience stores and out of kind of pot shops and like health wellness centers. So I'm really curious to see where that goes. I've never really talked to a big, big producer of smokable hemp. I'm jacked for that. Of course, jacked, For my own talk, I'm going to be talking about kind of what's next in the hemp industry and what kind of the numbers, the 2020 outlook and the harvest numbers we're seeing so far. We're getting some exciting reports in. So I'm looking forward just to kind of like, here we are again um, and looking forward to all the cool speakers.
0: Yeah, it's also, we've we've had some smaller events, obviously, than the one you're having, but the idea... That, that, of course, it's great to get industry insight. It's important to get that. It's it's obviously uh, second year, so there's there's lots of new updates, both on the regulatory side and the market side and, you know, product side like smokable hemp. But the idea that it's also nice to convene, just convene virtually sure. even as an industry or even parts of the industry because people are missing that connection on a daily basis. And so there is sort of part of that as well that I'm sure people will get a lot out of um, you know, by, by coming on, by attending on the 29th through the first uh, in a couple of weeks.
1: Well, I hope so. And nothing, of course, is the same as face to face. We're really seeing that right now. And we have to like pause and really mourn that we're not going to have nearly as many beignets <laughs> as we typically would if we were going to New Orleans. But I think this is probably as good as we're going to get to do uh, until things open up and we can see each other in person.
0: Well, congratulations on, on the build up to the event. Good luck in the coming weeks as you get ready for the event. And we will connect with you after the event to hear how it all went.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Great. Thanks, Kristen.